0: so thank you all for coming to cock talk
1: he has trouble counting change with the with the with the hands thing wait wait stop sorry yes
0: but i don't yeah. think that dana carvey's movie um coming out at that same time was really that big a problem for our country i still don't know why you're making such a big deal about september 11th 2001 i mean Fucking hate you
1: well, you know, they don't necessarily need to be anathema, but they are definitely on different ends of the spectrum.
0: Oh boy, how you? see, I every, have a genetic every, predisposition every... against redheads, so because, yeah, because you are one, right? Yeah,
1: combustion, yeah, we've yeah. heard it before. Yep,
0: the only time I change the setting so, is when so, I take the okay. uh, hair trimmer down to the nether regions, like that's the only time. Other than that, it's all just mm-hmm. a two.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just learned more than I would ever know. How about
0: you all? I'm joking. I use feet. After the four Gospels, what's the next book of the Bible? Okay, and after that, it's Romans, isn't it? I'm drunk. Um, yeah, Romans. Yeah, okay. And if you look at the 15th chapter of Romans, okay, uh, you will find that it actually mentions uh, the ability to arm yourself. That's why it's AR15. Thank you, checkmate, atheists. And and anytime there's action in the ring, Scott Hall is taking all the bumps because Kevin Nash kind of sucks as a worker. (laughs)
1: Connect nerdery to the real world. My name is Ed Laylock, a world history teacher here in Northern California. Excited about English, uh, and uh, recently I uh, managed to get good enough. Get good boob. Uh, in uh Call of Duty that the last time you and I had a shotgun duel, I actually came out ahead You beat me. I actually came out it I mean by one kill You beat But me. it's enough. Yeah. So um, the good news is, yay, yeah. I'm getting better. The bad news is, this means that you and producer George are able to be like, okay, yeah, no, we're yeah. we're not. You're just no, like no, one of us now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah balls to the wall, yep. full throttle. Oh, and producer whatever. George
0: also uh, reported that you would beaten him as well. So
1: I got close. Uh, he him. said that you actually did. Beat oh, okay, him, so all right. I don't. I don't, know. I don't remember. I might. Yeah. I might not. I might have. I might have blocked it because I didn't believe it was real. But <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's my big news. Mm. Um, What do you got going on? Who are you?
0: I'm Damien Harmony. I am a Latin and drama teacher up here in Northern California. Uh, No big news, which I'm happy about. But I will say that I now have cleared out all of the styrofoam and cardboard from my TV purchase from a few months back from my garage, finally that's 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 an accomplishment it is i'm just gonna it say
1: is. yeah because i've seen the tv yeah and that's that's like view screen of the original enterprise size television oh right god, there you're right. yeah you should find that background <laughs> oh my god that's a project for tomorrow
0: that's gonna be cool uh
1: yeah, yeah. so yeah no but getting getting rid of all that packing material yeah. Is is a fit. Well
0: and I have one of the smaller garbage cans because there's just me and the kids. Yeah. And, you know, the kids are here half the time. So So you really I don't, don't generate that much garbage. Right. Yeah. You know. Except,
1: Except when you time. do. Yeah. yeah. So instead so I So you I,
0: did you haul that to the dump yourself? Or? No, no. I've been breaking it down into small pieces oh, and okay. putting it in the garbage oh, okay. little by little, little so okay. finally 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 finally, it's gone so oh. yeah i guess that's my biggest news <laughs> which,
1: you know that's meaningful yeah that's, I'll take that's it. the thing i'll take that's
0: it the thing. hey uh i think i know the answer to this question
1: okay uh, ask it anyway how do you because it's an audio medium
0: yeah good point how do you like your uh your your anti-heroes
1: how do I like my antiheroes? Yeah,
0: you like antiheroes. You like Wolverine? Yeah, yes, you do. Well, you yeah. know that. Come on, yeah. we've yeah. talked about that. You enough. like gritty You're stories? You like realistic me.
1: stories? I realistic, yeah. sure. sure, sure. Um, gritty, sure. Mm-hmm. Not, not like we're going to be gritty for the sake of being gritty. Okay. But, you know, having having mm-hmm. looking at a dark side of things, looking, is, looking is, at it, looking right. at, a, at a darker angle, okay. engaging in a little bit of playing in a minor key mm-hmm. kind of.
0: Yeah. Okay. like OK, cool. that's cool. How do, how do you like uh, swinging wildly in the opposite direction? Give me more uh, like like light me up. Squirrel Girl. Fuck yeah. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. yeah it well, is time. Yeah. OK. It is time. OK.
1: Because yeah. here's the deal. Um, when when you when you ask me how do you like your antiheroes, mm-hmm. like okay, I like me some antiheroes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, give me give me a a noir detective character, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm there. I'm down for it. I like mm-hmm. that genre, mm-hmm. which you don't, right? But um, the '90s were a very special decade. All of and Tom's. that pendulum and yeah. that pendulum swung way far. Yes. In the direction of, like, we're... You you dipped it in syrup
0: and then cornmeal. Like, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) it yeah you, it you was, got a leaf blower on the beach yeah and blew it up people's shorts like it was, how much grit do you want yeah, there yeah yeah how we're, do you like we're that gonna surfer boy everything off yeah. you know like
1: it's <laughs> yeah so much grit it was a sandblaster. yeah, yeah, yeah just we're just, gonna grrr. we're gonna pumice your yeah. jones you know yeah, it's just, yeah it was it yeah. was pretty bad and, was. and also you know it was a period of time during which comic characters in many cases didn't have feet
0: which is ironic because so, you know, when you have more grit on the ground, you, antiheroes can gain traction. You'd think. Except they don't have feet. Except they it's don't have feet. It's this weird time because, where antiheroes because are gaining McFarlane, traction. Because Yeah. You know. And, yeah. They're, and, and Liebman, I think, was his. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: no. Joe Lee, Lieberman. Lee. No, that's anyway. Different yeah, different guy. Lightest door. No. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, Leefield, Rob Leefield. Lee thank you. Leefield.
0: Yeah. No, Joe Lieberman ran for vice president. Yeah, uh, and didn't I, do well. I think previously he'd been the dad on Elf. <laughs>
1: like, <go> listen, <laughs> he looked like it. Go but, listen
0: yeah. to Joe Lieberman talk. Yeah. And then go listen to an episode of Elf. And you're kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So, so anyway. So, yeah, you, you have, in this time of no feet, heroes gaining a lot of traction yeah. due to the grit. Uh, we've talked about it in the context of wrestling, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But comics were also prone to it, and I I, I certainly delved into that. Um, some of it was in part a reaction to the two, the, the not, not the two, to the non-big-two companies gaining attention from fans. Yeah. Uh, and comics, honestly, yeah. just comics in general. Alan Moore's Watchmen uh, in 86 to 87, V for Vendetta was wrapping up in 89. Uh, And really, this is called the Iron Age of Comics, Uh, and it had antecedents in the 70s, but really it began its ascent in the age of the X-Men's Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. Uh, And even though we commonly refer to the Iron Age as starting in the mid-80s, you can see clear rumblings in that specific storyline and resolution of the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. You killed a character. Yeah. She dead. She she done committed genocide too. Yeah. Like your solution is to kill her. That's gritty. Like you're starting to see it. Yet. Yeah. And this uh and, and also you see the increase of grit in the increased popularity of the X-Men because one of the reasons they get more popular is because there are no clear good solutions anymore.
1: Yeah, it's a it, it the the ambiguity The moral ambiguity and the moral complexity. I I don't even necessarily want to say moral ambiguity. ambiguity. Moral complexity of what the X-Men were trying to do and who it was the X-Men were fighting. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they were heroes who were fighting against both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And they constantly had to make these choices about, you know,
0: and they're shitty choices that they have to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's they, not ambiguous. There's clear moral choices. Yeah, and none of them are good ones.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and you don't get easy satisfaction from any right. of them. Right. It's it's basically
0: yeah. trolleyism, but with spandex.
1: But with but with spandex and yeah. mutant powers. Yeah. yeah.
0: So in the end, X Men series, Chris Claremont, ooh, uh and <laughs> John Byrne. Yeah. Uh, the Who younger we talked brother. About
1: when when we talked, we talked about, about the talking X Men. Oh, oh, yeah, that yeah,
0: too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, when we talked about the history of the X Men, um, they had taken that title into space and beyond. And more importantly, they brought the gravity uh-huh, uh, of heroics home uh, to rest by engaging in the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. The comics had gotten progressively darker, in many ways, reflecting the urban blight that was gripping most major cities in the late 70s and early 80s. And because of the creative tension between Jim Shooter and Chris Claremont, uh, the ultimate decision was made to kill Jean Grey, who'd grown out of control. Some of this was because the writers wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it is because art and life tend to influence each other, and this was no different. So many of our episodes have talked about the 1980s being a really scary time for people and for the lack of control that they all felt. Yeah. Go see the Far Side episodes, the Warhammer episodes, Absurdism, the Dark Crystal episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, regardless, in the last stretch of the Bronze Age comics, you had insanity and genocide and character death. Yeah. It had a fracturing of a psyche and the tragic death of a longtime support character and innocent as its centerpiece. And as a result, the next few years seemed to gain permission for, to step up from there. We've already done this. It's kind of like playing hearts. Hearts yeah. is already broken. Some of this had to do with the shuffling of talent from company to company, as there were a lot of legal and labor issues surrounding proper pay and credit. Yeah, not unlike what's happening surrounding the Black uh, Widow movies. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about this. Oh yeah. So as yeah. of as of this recording, um, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for uh, a, I think twenty million dollars stating that because of the way their hybrid model of release, it basically cost her money according to her contract. Because yeah. if you hit certain bo- uh, certain thresholds in the box office, she would get bonuses. Yeah. Um, well, you can't do that when you release There's also it. the
1: fact that she was an executive producer on the film and there's profit right. sharing and whatever all involved yeah. in, that she's not getting, because if I it understand is, it correctly, right. the portion of the film... The, money is being made through Disney Plus isn't money she has access to, right? As a streaming producer, the streaming yeah. stuff she's not getting a cut of, right? And so the money they're making through streaming is essentially being taken directly out of her pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, what or some is, portion of it? Yes, and the money they're making directly from streaming is all theirs to keep. Whereas box office, they have to switch, you know, they have to share it with the, you know, yeah, the the companies that actually own the theaters. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the counter argument that Disney made was, wow, it's really sad that in this time of COVID that you're being so greedy, which I'm just like, way to go, Disney. Yeah. Way to go. Thank you. Because it's really sad in this time you of know... COVID that you're deciding that you want all the fucking money. Uh, know, by the way, uh, they, you're, they you're... called, they called what she did crass and upsetting, which, which I guess I would put some credence to if it wasn't a worker trying to ask for more wages, but also if it wasn't for the fact that Disney opened up in June during the COVID pandemic, it just seems a little, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the longer time goes by Mm -hmm. since our early episode during which we took historical figures Mm -hmm. and assigned them D and D stats and alignments. Mm hmm the more your selection of Walt Disney's alignment makes sense to me. Yeah. Like there was a part of me that viscerally reacted. I remember that's that's, come on. Really? And then you pointed some things out and I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. And now like this lawsuit, that was literally one of the things I thought when I, when I heard about the lawsuit, I was like, well, fuck.
0: Yeah. They're neutral evil. evil It is, I guess. (laughs) Well, son
1: of a bitch. So yeah. 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 So I mean, it could be argued that's the organization, not the individual, but, you know, it's his legacy. So, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we'll okay. See. We'll see. But so, it, the last time something like that happened, by the way, we got a writer's strike because <laughs> all the major studios found a new source of income in selling DVDs. Yep. And they didn't cut them in on that. So, yep. this, to me, is a very clear echo of that. And, by the way, comic books. And it could be
1: a bellwether. Yeah
0: uh comic books uh were were running into these same problems yeah. surrounding credit and proper pay um and the rest i think of uh of what happened to to gritty up everything was a reaction to what was happening at the time now we've spent hours talking about what was happening at the time yeah but it's worth a quick recap Giant shift to the right, abandonment of liberal ideology, assassination of world leaders who sought to make peace, assassination attempts that galvanized support for anti-unionist leaders, economic crises, introduction of harder and harder drugs into neighborhoods comprising marginalized folks by those same governments, uh, plenty of interventions in South America, Asia, and Africa, and the Soviet Union weakening more and more due to Afghanistan. In short, it was a destabilizing time, and yeah. and being nice and respecting the process was not an attractive option.
1: It it was truly fin de cycle. I
0: don't know, know what that word means.
1: End of end of the cycle. Oh, it's, okay. It's, oh, fin, fin de. Okay, Fin yeah, yeah. de. Yeah. de, yeah. de cycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the French terms. I've never figured out how to say properly. Gotcha. But you know, uh, uh, I thought it was a, you know a, what, a, what a
0: bike that you could ride underwater. Oh, there we go. It's a fin to cycle. What,
1: what rough beast, you know, shambles right. toward Bethlehem to be born? Kind of, kind of, you know, end of an era, end of an right. epoch, kind of, kind of thing. Um, you know, which is interesting that it was at the end of a century. Also, mm-hmm. is an interesting mm-hmm. kind of note. But yeah, it was it was a remarkable period of kind of universal
0: unraveling
1: disintegration yeah. yes disintegration unraveling yeah. is good i think i prefer disintegration okay because because disintegration feels a bit more everywhere okay. unraveling is from i get the a picture center. of something rapid like yeah, yeah unwrapping from a i just really like that and, there's
0: shit that you trip over after because okay it's all neat. right yeah, that works. yeah that works I, get too. You. I get you but yeah you yeah. know
1: it was just just like everything was fracturing yes there was huge disillusionment yes across the board yeah and so the idea
0: uh, you know. that a hero could trust the law and respect the process was dépassé.
1: Well, mean, yeah, was, well, it was, yeah. it was, it was passe, and it, and it seemed naive.
0: Yeah. So from 1980, the end of the Phoenix Saga, through 1986, the end of the Secret Wars, right. which was the last hurrah of the Bronze Era, yeah. you have increased tensions, increased intrigues, increased shifts in previously two-dimensional characters, and increased grit. Okay. Oh, the grit!
1: Oh, Spider-Man's costume turned black for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Spidey. Yeah,
1: like let's let's talk about Poster Boy of mm-hmm. you know plucky, boy, plucky, yeah. cheerful heroism. Yep. You know the Pollyanna of the Marvel universe. Yes. His oh. costume mm-hmm. turned black.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like. Until I'm I, until I actually like said this to you right now, mm-hmm. the full import of what exactly that meant mm-hmm. symbolically never really hit me mm-hmm. because I lived through it. Right, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. now looking back on it, yeah, Peter Parker's superhero costume. Yep. Oh, we're using our superhero names. Okay, I'm Spider-Man. Right. Like that guy mm-hmm. got an all-black costume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just No, anyway. you're not you're not yeah. wrong on that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um I lost was, where I was going, but sorry. yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh so uh now let's put grit into comics. Let's pour okay. some sand in between the pages where the moral lines are already very staunch and they begin to gray. And moreover, your anti-heroes really start to step up. Wolverine in general, yeah. Storm in 1983 when she leads the Morlocks. Right. She gets her mohawk and loses her powers in 84. Magneto gets rehabbed from 83 when he attacks Kitty Pride and realizes what he's become.
1: When? When? Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember because I, I think we touched on this mm-hmm. in our previous X-Men episodes. But when did his backstory get retconned shortly they introduced to to make him in auschwitz right that was that shortly was thereafter after, yeah okay yeah. it was after the kitty pride so kitty Pryde. yeah
0: uh, it, it it's it's tied into that because kitty pride identifies as jewish right okay uh, so yeah um hey geek timers uh give us an actual date on that yeah for some reason pin, i don't pin have that, that down because I'm, I'm sure in somebody there. in our audience yeah. could
1: tell us the exact issue yeah Producer George might be able to tell us the specific issue.
0: Yeah, he has in an fact. odd treasure trove really, of memory on that. Really yeah. good
1: about that. But anyway,
0: so uh, essentially, according to Sean O'Rourke from Pop Matters, an online international critical magazine that looks at pop culture, yeah, it was quote a deconstructive and dystopian reenvisioning of iconic characters and the worlds that they live in. End quote. Okay. with clear antecedents that lead up to 85, but definitely such a shift was clear in 86. Yeah. Now, I'd mentioned Watchmen, but also there was the Dark Knight, which yeah. we mentioned. Uh, the total ascendancy of the X-Men is the main Marvel title. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they completely dealt with, eclipsed yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Good use of the word, because they dealt with darker and darker themes, too. Yeah. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths in DC started in 1985, which... Was stunning to me. I could have sworn that was like a much later thing, but it wasn't. Uh, no, that sounds about yeah, yeah. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, the Punisher got his own mini series in '86, and then a continuous gonna, series from '87. I was going to ask on. you mm-hmm.
1: about Punisher. Yeah, right. in uh,
0: 1987, Batman Year One got started. Okay. Wolverine gets his own title in '88. Killing okay. Joke comes out in '88. Yeah. Sandman and the Crow started in '89. Yeah. Uh, the shift was clear. By 1991, the New Mutants, who had appeared in 1982 and had Magneto as their own headmaster for many issues, yeah. led the way for the first Deadpool and then X-Force to debut.
1: Okay, right.
0: Anti-heroes galore. Galore. Venom got his own comic <laughs> and it was seen as having an honor code for the first time, largely because of his offspring was hyper-violent. So we defined Venom as good because carnage
1: because carnage was so much was worse so much
0: worse it's like how people say reagan was good because,
1: because trump
0: yeah. was so much worse well, I was going to say bush but we say trump, uh bush was good because, because trump, trump was so much,
1: was so worse. much worse like oh, oh yeah so carnage has actually been semi rehabilitated because of what's i'm trying Scream? to remember Is that... i don't remember but some there's symbiote. another there's some yeah. other some other symbiote that's yeah. like even worse than Carnage, right? Like, okay, yeah. Can we maybe lay off with the lazy writing about every generation of the symbiote gets worse? How about
0: I'm kind of okay with that if that's a thing, but address that as being a thing, thing. not it, well, just yeah. showing it without without actually without, without it. actually yeah. interrogating right. it, right? Yeah, okay. you know, uh, right, that, Carnage. That Carnage struck me as what happened when Marvel looked at Venom and go, Yeah, but what if he was also Joker?
1: That's good. Yeah. That's good. What, what if we actually made him batshit crazy? hmm Okay.
0: Yeah. Not now, just alien. Right. And, you know. And venom, like, but boodle. also, yeah. But, okay. And in the 1990s, antiheroes were a different breed of antihero, too. It was the age of the antihero. Yeah. I recall reading the 1971 classic novel Grendel in my senior year of high school,
1: 1996.
0: Okay, yeah. Interesting that I read Grendel in the mid 90s and that it was it was popular enough from 71 yeah in the mid 90s as as a book um we were all in on the anti-hero thing as a society and by that time all the heroes had been wearing non-mask non-helmets and leather jackets for years uh those stupid like i mean it looks like a boxing helmet except it leaves you know all your hair is poofed out um, as I've detailed a oh, number of times yeah. in my wrestling podcasts as well, yeah. um, basically the 90s antiheroes never lost, but they had little to no redeeming qualities. So truly, their only redeeming quality was power. Yeah. They're zealots of the moment, and they do not have an overarching ideology other than their own self needs. And they kill the shit out of people, uh, especially <laughs> criminals. <laughs> Yeah. Typically, then, which is interesting, also because then you see the assault rifle ban in the nineties. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and you see, you see a lot of all of a sudden you see a lot of heroes with swords.
0: Yes, and in the
1: nineties, oh. and now part of that was the ninja fad bleeding over. Yeah. Because they were all because they were all straight single straight right, but somewhat curved. They were either explicitly this is a katana right, or they were straight but single edge with a chisel point. Yep. And you know, razor sharp and yeah. you know speedy swift, and you're like, Wow, yeah. I wonder where you got that idea from. Well, and okay.
0: typically these heroes, these anti heroes, yeah, had guns. Yeah. Um, even if they had other powers, they had guns, which yeah. frankly makes some sense. Um, they had pouches, they had optional feet. Yeah. Uh they had <laughs> lethal supernatural <laughs> abilities, not just yeah. supernatural abilities, but lethal but, ones. Yeah. Uh, and potentially a tie in with a demon. Their names are always hella short. They don't have a word for man or woman in their name anymore. True. And they're often seen with an X or a Z or a K. Uh, They brood. They're often psychotic, and they don't have much internal life. Despite this, often the more happy ones are sarcastic and irreverent, and also they're very very cynical and super gritty. And oh god, the knives.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Edged weapons. Yep. Because you know because. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but on a more serious note, mm-hmm. Superman, Captain America, mm-hmm. they punch people. Yes. And you can punch the shit out of somebody. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Before before that level of force becomes lethal. I mean, if you're right. Superman, the threshold's a lot lower, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um if you pull a knife,
0: you're going you're for lethal. You're immediately going
1: yeah. lethal. and so there's a there's a threshold. Mhm. There's there's another issue of threshold of violence. The yes. the the intensity of the violence yes is like on an emotional level as a reader of a comic book. The moment there is an edge... and that's the reason I brought up the swords thing. Yep. Yep. Like Wolverine by himself has from from yeah. the moment he was introduced, it was like oh shit, this guy's got knives coming out of his hands. Yeah, it's
0: extra dangerous. Oh damn. Yeah.
1: He really means he's he's bad. He yep. means business. And then you have all of these other, all of these other characters in the 80s into the 90s and proliferating like mad in yep. the 90s who all have blades. Yes. And all the spikes on like yep. everywhere. Absolutely. Like, and the more Absolutely. pointy, the more pointy you get, not just are they lords, mm-hmm. Yes. But there is an immediate emotional resonance, an immediate emotional signal. Yeah. That you as the reader get that, oh, this, this guy's bad. Yeah you know and don't get too close don't to him. don't get He's too dangerous. close to him yeah, yeah you know there's there's a there's a sense of intensity
0: yes and this is the early 90s cartoons are starting to come back and the batman movie is popular and mem- memetic yeah. women are cutting their hair short similar to sean penn in blade runner from a few years back in the comics okay uh shoulder pads galore Oh, everywhere! With well, there on was them.
1: there was a whole there was a whole thing within fashion in mm-hmm. the mid to late eighties into the nineties uh, for androgyny.
0: I I would also you know, not, think, not, think, not I mean, just not just androgyny. Uh okay. it's a specific brand of androgyny because it was androgyny, but with a more masculine build, mm. power androgyny.
1: I like that phrasing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And independent comic producers were coming onto the scene, too. Image. So while all this is Vertigo, uh, uh, while all this is happening, both. I mean, Well,
1: Vertigo, Vertigo was always a DC imprint, though.
0: It was, but the, it's an off-brand. It's yeah, not the okay. main brand. Well, yeah. yeah, but you're right. Okay. So while all this is happening, why not have a Squirrel Girl during all of this? Why not buck the tide of grittiness and antiheroes with a relentlessly positive genre breaker in as many ways as their creators could think of in mainstream context? So it's winter 1991 and Squirrel Girl comes about. Her first appearance was in Marvel Superheroes Winter Special, a.k.a. Marvel Superheroes Volume 2, Number 8. Okay. She ambushed Iron Man and then teamed up with him. That's how you introduce a good guy always. Ambush the hero, then team up with the hero. Then she defeated Dr. Doom once Iron Man got captured. Yep. Harley Quinn first appeared in September 1992. Not to say that they're the same, but the same disruptive energy and humor has come from them. However, Harley Quinn went the way of DC Grit and Squirrel Girl Remains, a girl who has the power of squirrels and and thinks it's awesome.
1: Okay, so wait. Mm Mm-hmm. When you say Harley Quinn's first appearance, mm-hmm. are we talking about in a comic title, or do we mean in Period. the animated TV series? Period. And she okay. started in the animated series. Yeah. Okay. Just checking.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, All back right. to Squirrel Girl. Yeah. She, she was scarcely seen or spoken of, again, after that. <laughs> she, sh- she shows up on a card and is a part of a joke in the 2099 series. Uh, but, yeah. But nothing more. She was slated to join my favorite team, the New Warriors. But the pseudo creator of that comic, Fabian uh, Nique- Nunez. No, no. N- N- Nikieza?
1: Oh, oh, okay. Nikieza? 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 I- N- okay, yeah.
0: anyway. Uh, he, uh, again, the Latinist in me, I'm going to say Nikieza. Uh, he left Marvel before that happened uh, just to go freelance. Okay. Such was Marvel's practice. Yeah. So, really, she didn't appear back uh, in the comics until 2005. But she starts at the height. Of of super grit, and she is anti-grit, but then she completely disappears because super grit. Okay. Now when she comes back, it's initially purely as uh, a comic relief. But here's the thing: it's the 90s and she's created as a reaction. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't flesh her out or actualize her until an even grittier, more existentially threatening time to any kind of liberal, not even leftist, ideology exists in 2005. Okay. Now, when she comes back, like I said, it's comic relief. She's part of the Great Lakes Avengers.
1: (laughs) Oh, a comedy team, if ever there was one. Yeah, there There are a bunch of cast-offs who are
0: seen as too useless to feature elsewhere. And after the Civil War, in which she fought Gritmasters Cable and Deadpool... Um she bounced around a bit and she was part of the 50 states initiative, as part of the Great Lakes Initiative. Uh, and during her tenure there, she defeated Modoc, Terax, the new warriors first fall by first foe, by the way, and Thanos. Right. The Thanos. She defeated the Watcher verified that it was in yes. fact Thanos yes. that she killed. That is,
1: in fact, the real Thanos. Yes. And not a fake or a life clone. decoy, right. fake clone or anything else. I, the watcher. I remember that panel. Yes. Because that was so clearly a massive fuck you. Yes. To so many fanboys. Yes. Who hated her. Yes. Hated her. Yes. Yeah. So hard. Because comics is serious business. Right. And like, it's three color comic
0: books. Yeah, for dude. For fuck's sake. It's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a character named yeah. Slapstick. You didn't bitch about him. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. When um,
1: when when somebody was gunning down second rate Marvel villains, mm-hmm. you know, with a Tommy gun.
0: Right. You didn't like yeah. no. That that didn't bother you. But, that didn't no. But, but this, yeah. this yeah. like, yeah. Dum okay. Dum Dugan offered her a spot at Shield, uh, citing her penchant for defeating the most powerful supervillains <laughs> like, ever. Like, I don't know how you do it, yeah. but like, can you... we
1: sign you? Yeah. Like... <laughs> and she declined
0: because she preferred the Great Lakes Avengers. Which is just so beautiful to me. <laughs> Squirrel Girl then goes on to beat Deadpool in She's single so combat. Pure. Yeah. She beats Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. She even had a crush on one of my favorite characters of all time, Speedball. And at this time, he was emo Speedball. So, Penance. Okay. Uh, and, he, and she tried. <laughs> he, he was really cultivating... This personality of punishing himself for the death of all the people in Stamford, Connecticut, even though it wasn't his fault, uh, which started off Civil War in the first place. And she liked him and she wanted him to lighten up. Unfortunately, this was one victory that eluded her, Uh, but not before stealing a Dr. Doom time machine to try to go back in time to save him from his sad self. What I love about her is that she quits the Great Lakes Avengers uh, or the Great Lakes Initiative because she realized she was so good at defeating really big bad guys that she was holding her friends back. (laughs) (laughs) So nice. So she quits and goes solo. Um, I think at some point she defeated solo, too. Uh, And at this point, she's becoming a more taken seriously superhero. Sporadic, though, she might appear uh eventually that means that she gets to join my favorite moment in her 2010 in the fall she'd come home to manhattan wanting to join the new avengers right and squirrel girl ends up being the nanny to jessica jones and luke cage's daughter danny right little danielle named for you know his best friend danny yeah uh danny rand uh the reason that this is my favorite is because she's genuinely taken seriously as a hero They put her through, like, the ringer as far as, like, well, you're going to be protecting our daughter. You better, like. Yeah. Luke Cage trusts her with his daughter during the Fear Itself storyline, where she successfully defended little Danielle from the Serpent Society and, more importantly, the Thule Society. But really the best part was when Wolverine, who was then a member of the New Avengers, was sparring with her. He He was mentor beating her.
1: yeah yeah
0: he even said let's fight no claws which i love and she whoops his ass and to the point where he's taken aback and she turns around to pose to everybody she's like great Lakes represent at which point he does the old grab you from behind and put you in a hold saying never turn your back on an opponent and and she says oh i know while he's got her in an arm bar and he sort of responds with a really harsh like do you and she says do you and the next panel there's squirrels everywhere
1: (laughs) and he quits and he says okay
0: okay well played (laughs) and that was her interview to become the nanny for danny
1: nice Yeah. yeah yeah
0: now after that she's attached to new avengers through about 2013 and then in october 2014 she gets her own series And as always, I and you like to look at the culture that's happening. So from the 1990s, where it was anti-heroes galore, where she first gets started until 2013, a lot of things had deepened, but I wouldn't say a lot of things had changed. There was a steady march in our culture in America toward a grayer narrative. Again, take a look at wrestling, look at Batman, look at V for Vendetta, all these episodes Mm -hmm. we've covered. And she was only barely seen back then. But starting with her appearance in the Civil War in 2005, she starts to gain a little bit of momentum. And I think in many ways, the Civil War was a watershed for people who didn't like gritty superhero stories. Good didn't win. It lost. It absolutely lost. But it was identifiable again. The Civil War was polarizing where you actually had sides. Yeah. And you might say, well, there's aspects of that side that I actually respect and there's aspects of this side that I don't, but I'm going to go with this side. You still had some gray but it was sides. Uh, Doreen Green is definitely a part of that. That's her name, by the way. Um, and and there's a cheer to her. There's a relentless optimism to her. Amid all, all the nihilism of ideology that we saw from 2005 to 2014, there's one word that really had kind of come back into our lexicon. And I saw it on stickers and bags and T-shirts starting in 2008. Hope. Mm-hmm. That such a thing could exist was enough for a character such as hers to elbow into our consciousness. There was now room for her in her own right. Squirrel Girl got her own series starting in 2014. Prior iterations were just quick jabs at the overly masculinized, Lee Field-esque grittiness of the 90s. But in the years after Obama got elected, there was room for a character like Squirrel Girl to exist on her own and be a semi-serious character from time to time. Now, her fighting style of choice. How did she defeat all of these uh, supervillains? Yeah. Understanding, talking, and offering alternatives. Yeah. I mean, sure, she has the power of squirrels. Don't get me wrong. and She's hella strong, fast, and nimble. She can glide. Um, but <sighs> she defeats many bad guys, not through combat. Uh, she reserves a lot of that for the antiheroes, actually. <laughs> yeah. But through conversation. Uh, she convinced Craven the Hunter to try his hand against sea monsters instead of the squirrels <laughs> her friendship stopped him from ever being a villain after that <laughs> wait for real yeah ever uh, well since then i mean it's wow. 2021 somebody might rewrite craven now but wow you got to deal with the fact that oh he's friends, with Squirrel Girl. He's yeah. friends with, okay yeah She fomented a rebellion amongst the Jotun when they came to North America to dominate so that they reformed through the politics in Jotunheim. (laughs) Uh, She defeated Whiplash. Okay. En route to befriending Galactus and convincing him not to eat Earth. I I
1: remember that. I remember that, that issue.
0: Do you remember her solution for him instead?
1: Not off the top of my head, I don't.
0: Go eat that planet over there. It's full of nuts. And thus, a better source of energy. Nice. <laughs> a squirrel solution. A
1: squirrel solution.
0: Later, he'd return the favor by disarming the and teleporting villains that almost had her beat once they teamed up. These are the ones that she didn't reform yeah. to defeat her. So she gets saved by Galactus. By Galactus. Because she pointed out uh, a planet full of nuts. <laughs> her comic uh, which is called the unbeatable squirrel girl yep. which I love it ran for 58 issues up through November of 2019 in no small way was she the relentlessly Pollyanna voice of good reason uh, when uh, good and reason sorry uh, when from 2014 through 2019 our entire country went through some pretty dark times yes. Remember from prior episodes, hate groups rose from 2014 to 2019, specifically from 5,419 to 7,314, according to the FBI. That's an increase of, I'm looking at the math, roughly 40%. Yeah. And here was Doreen Green making friends with the villains and refusing to just punch and fight her way through them. She could, and she did, whoop major ass when she needs to, but as often as not, she'd convince them to just chill out and do some good. Um, yeah, I do talk about hippo man. Good. Uh, I,
1: th- <laughs> I <laughs> sorry. As a, as a, yeah. as, okay. Uh, there's I do man. talk about hippo yeah, Man. Yeah, I okay, do. Good. I just, right. I had to check. Okay. Cause
0: like, do I talk to you about him now or no? I'll, I'll wait. She also befriends Koi boy. Uh,
1: Koi boy. Koi boy. K-O-I. Yeah. He has a okay. power of
0: Koi. And <laughs> there's, I, f- I forget <laughs> one of her <laughs> other allies. names. It'll come to me later. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, <laughs> I think that Squirrel Girl is a vital piece of our cultural art. The contrarianness of having such a relentlessly positive character in a kid's book. Mm -hmm. Seriously and genuinely defeating evil through the power of friendship. Yeah. Like uh, to a level that we haven't seen since the Guardians of the Galaxy first movie where they all hold hands. Yeah. And defeat Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. and and having the actual power to back it up and triumph in combat as well, while looking silly and not overly sexualized, yeah, I think is hopeful. I think it's ultimately hopeful. Yeah. Puzzle solving, creative solutions, those are her main weapons.
1: I think she belongs in the same milieu, mm-hmm. I don't want to say category, mm-hmm. but milieu as Kamala Khan.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I think Kamala Khan would not happen were it not for Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I thoroughly I agree. I think yeah. Squirrel
0: Girl is, to comics, what Cable was to comics. Cable has all these cool powers. Yeah. And he's also got a cyborg arm. Yeah. And he's also got a big fucking gun. Yes. Squirrel, and, and, and so he'll use the gun, then he'll use the cyborg arm, then he'll use his powers. Yeah. Squirrel Girl has friendship and understanding as her gun. And then eventually, if she needs to, she'll use the power of squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting kind of yeah. de-escalating.
1: And what's her what's yeah. her like mascot? Squirrels and Cheep cheap.
0: Oh, uh, oh God! What's his name? Is it Chippy? I forget. Okay. I might have her written down later. Okay. Uh, but it'll it also it'll come to me. My it's son deep. would be here to tell me. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, she uses puzzle solving and creative solutions. Yeah, those are her main weapons. A uh, major part of why Squirrel Girl's comic stands out is because. She gives a lot more time to, um, to, to solving problems without using her fist. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's hard to, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to like say, oh yeah, here's where she uses her tail in this cool way. Yeah. It's much more like she just asks people shit um
1: uses her her power it's, it's heart is the greatest superpower. Yeah. Empathy.
0: Yes. is is
1: like okay no. Yeah. Hold on Galactus. Right. Devourer of worlds. Right. Wait a minute. Yeah. Why you got to eat earth? Yeah.
0: What Can you about, explain to me why? Cuz yeah. there's nuts over there. Like, it's okay, about if energy. Eat,
1: if if that's what it is then yeah. like what about there? Yeah. You know. You know, let let me let me take a moment to 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 Gather information and yeah. and listen. Let me empathize
0: with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What what's ailing you? Oh, okay. Oh, okay well, can right. we well, can, can we do this over here? Yeah. We make it so more than just one person wins. Have a snickers. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Oh my god.
1: Uh
0: <laughs> why is she not the spokesperson for she Marvel? She should be. Yes. Uh I only want two and a half percent Marvel like like we're like, done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh but uh incidentally, yeah you were about to say oh yes yes uh her uh, her squirrel's name is tippy toe tippy toe right uh who
1: has way more attitude than she does yes and he's also really strong yeah
0: like he'll punch like she'll go for a high five and he slaps it And she's like ow <laughs> uh she's willing to befriend villains and let them reciprocate that's the other thing she lets them be friends with her too yeah which is important uh she befriends heroes she befriends classmates Um, she prevents squirrels and all of that's just the icing on the cake as she's exploring complicated interpersonal relationships with both morality and reason Mm -hmm. for superhero comics, her insistence and prioritizing understanding and empathy is really quite possibly her most revolutionary trait. Squirrel girl regularly focuses on attempts at compromise rather than resorting to physical fights. Yeah. She talked hippo man out of robbing banks and into getting a job with a demolition crew. Okay. Because he's got the power of hippos. She didn't <laughs> she...
1: <laughs> <laughs> So okay, wait. Yeah. So so what we're finding out over the course of Squirrel Girl's Run uh-huh. is that there are there are superheroes and villains, mm-hmm. apparently, in mm-hmm. the world who who have the supernatural power of animals. Like she is Squirrel Girl. Right. There is hippo man yeah boy boy yeah sorry that, 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 that sounds like like yeah. a subset of twink koi I, boy yeah um but but so so then logically that means mm-hmm. somewhere there's like you know orange house cat man yeah you know who who you know is probably the dumbest superhero ever <laughs> born uh, but you know, like, but he's I've, got I've, minions galore. But, but he's got minions everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: you know, I just anyway. Yeah, yeah, wow, well, and yeah. Well, in fairness, Spider Man fought. You could literally name his villains and not run out of animals for a couple of a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's true. So that's true. But they, but they weren't like, like Rhino had had the suit that made him. But but he Rhino-like. didn't control rhinoceri.
0: No, he did not. He
1: he wasn't well, hippo he wasn't like the hippo, avatar of yeah
0: hippo didn't hippo guy hippo man did not bring a herd of hippos okay. with him. He just had the power he had of the hippo power of hippo yeah
1: well okay but but is yeah. is rhino in in this? same power okay yeah basically right. like okay. I smash
0: into shit and knock it over oh, okay. right uh but you know Spider Man fought the fly. Yeah, which I mean, I mean dude, duh. avoid Spider-Man. Yeah, like that's a bad plan. Um, you know, Daredevil fought the owl, right? Who regularly talked about, you know, and who regularly would swoop like an owl. Yeah. In fairness, it was dumb, but yeah, well, uh, yeah, but you have all these okay you know, heroes, all named right. after, yeah, but. But she's just taking it to a slightly to, absurd. To, to, to an yeah. extreme. Yeah, okay. So what I love about it, though, is that she, she doesn't want him to stop being who he is. She's not saying you need to go rehab yourself. She's saying, no, keep being a hippo. She didn't even really seem to care about the bank, which I liked. <laughs> uh, she just didn't want to see him get hurt or hurt others trying to make ends meet. So Squirrel Girl suggests to Hippo Man that he do what he's good at, but in a way that's acceptable and feeds his family. Everyone wins. He's on a demolition crew. Yeah. And that's just it. She genuinely listened to why he was doing what he was doing. Villains stop being one-note foils for the hero to explore themselves from. Yeah. You know? Uh, She showed that hope was worth having and that people were reformable. She could have kicked everyone's ass. Obviously but she chose not to the ultimate reluctant hero or at least reluctant warrior
1: yeah reluctant warrior she she grooves yeah. on mm-hmm. i'm a superhero i help yes. people i save the day yes yes like no no jumped at the call is yeah. one of her like no oh, yeah. no, no i i got to go out and you know
0: she grabbed the call by she the she grabbed the, the tail. call by the throat yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: you know but but reluctant warrior she doesn't she didn't like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you gotta go fight. It just means you gotta go save people.
0: Right now, she yeah. does defeat Galactus, Thanos, Doctor Doom, Fin Fang Foom, Baron Mordo, uh, uh, Mandarin, Korvac, Ego. Yep, Ego, the Living Planet, Terax, Venom, the Avengers, various anti heroes, Modok. She she defeats but, them all by being competent and optimistic.
1: Okay, back up. Sure. She beat Ego, the Living Planet. Yeah. How? do you remember i don't remember exactly
0: how uh but i mean she's already defeated the guy who eats planets so this is okay all right you know
1: all right all right uh
0: but this combination of optimism and competency totally goes against type right yeah you're not optimistic if you're competent
1: yeah right if you're optimistic you're, you're you're a himbo right you're kind of you're not you're not all there yeah, and in yeah. a time
0: where optimism seems hopelessly naive from 2014 to 2019, it would have been an easy trope to have Squirrel Girl be an incompetent Mary suing her way through progress and yeah. success. But she doesn't ever do that, ever. She's been extremely competent the whole time to the point where that is the point. She stops breaking the fourth wall, by the way. Like in the, in the beginning, she would break the fourth wall. She stops breaking it because breaking the fourth wall adds a zaniness to it. And takes away from her competence. Uh, okay. And a detail I love about her is the winking nod to Leefield that people who write her seem to make. She has a belt filled with pouches. <laughs> but the thing about her that I appreciate the most probably is that in many ways she is a nod to the queer community. It's obvious that she's gay coded. Uh, Disney Marvel put the kibosh on her being actually factually canonically gay... But there's tons of evidence to suggest otherwise. Not the least of which, she pronoun checks Galactus. <laughs> she nice. lives. She lives with a woman named Nancy Whitehead, uh, who's her roommate from college. Okay. Say gay coded. They share physical affection in the very sweetest of ways. Actually, there's panels of long eye contact moments. Very gay coded. Uh, they co-parent a cat. They talk <laughs> about co-parenting a cat. The two of them are seen holding hands in public, and they live out an entire life together at one point due to comic book technology. It's a really, really okay. sweet episode. I, I, yeah. I
1: don't, I don't see what you're saying about this being gay coded. They're just friends,
0: right? Right.
1: They're just they're just best friends.
0: Exactly. They're living just together, just living like together, my just aunt. Like, aunt who never got married. We never got you know, married. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't. see Anyway, that. I don't know why you're gonna yeah. go claiming they're gay or something i mean no no. come on yeah anyway yeah sorry had
0: to (laughs) so uh but it's kind of cool because they there's this technology where they get hit with like an age machine or something like that so uh they they see their whole they live their whole life together it's kind of like that episode of deep space nine where jake ends up being an old man and he he goes back right so they end up getting to reverse the technology with the understanding that by doing so they'll forget the whole life that they lived together. Okay. It's a bit more like it's a bit like one more day was for Peter Parker, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the hugs that they give each other—it's old gay women loving each other—and then they step onto the pad because, of course, it's a pad, uh, holding each other and talking about their relationship for the last fifty years. And here's some of the lines from it: "Quote." I don't regret any of it. I don't want to lose it. And I don't want to lose us. Uh, And then um, Whitehead responds. Nancy responds, quote, you're not getting rid of me that easily. And eventually, as the comic is winding down uh, to an end as a series, Squirrel Girl's apartment has been destroyed and she's looking to rebuild her life. Nancy and she are rebuilding it together. There's no question to either of them either. They start listing what they can't live without and Nancy lists all the things about Doreen that are amazing and that she can't live without them. Doreen then says, one of the most queer coded things ever, because it's supposed to be about how her identity identity is no longer a secret, but really, well, Mm. quote, but I realize that where I am now, I'm safe and I'm loved and I kind of like the idea of not having to lie to people anymore, you know? Even if it's just a lie of omission, I want to share my whole self with the world. I don't want to hide. I, w- I don't want to have to hide who I am anymore. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marvel, unfortunately, has not taken the, which is interesting because they've let other characters be gay, but not her.
1: Do you think it's because it's a kid's, kids comic? Coded... That's exactly okay. it. Yeah.
0: I, I think in the next five years, hopefully, we will see her. Yeah. You know, like, yes. I am gay. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what, yeah. I think that's great for kids to, to see, because if you think about the young Avengers, you think about the cartoons, you've got Kamala Khan, you've got Patriot, you've got uh, Hawkeye, you've got stature, you've got, you know, so you've got a, a whole lot of diversity in the young Avengers. And I, I've left out a couple characters, of course. Yeah. Um, you've got a whole lot of diversity there. Why not have a queer character? Yeah. You know? Uh, so at the very end, uh, Nancy and Doreen are talking about a class project on what's basically a Twitter feed. You're okay. Texting back or going back and forth on Twitter in public. Doreen asks Nancy if she still wants to be with her now that she's out. As a superhero. Okay. Yeah. It's so we, thinly yeah, veiled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As a as as a super right right, right. as a superhero. You know, yeah.
0: Now that you're out, do you still want to be with me? Nancy says. Or no, Doreen asks Nancy, and Nancy, uh, or Doreen asks her. Yeah. Uh Doreen tells Nancy that she thinks that Nancy should quote switch to someone else, real talk. I honestly don't mind, I promise. And it's about the project that they're working on for class. Okay. But it's not about the project that they're working on yeah, for no, class. Of course. To which Nancy responds, quote, please, if there's one thing I know about you, about me, and about how we spend our future together, it's this. Doreen Green, you're not getting rid of me that easy. Easily. nice which is a wonderful callback to when Doreen said that mm. to Nancy when they were, she used Doreen's words that neither of them actually remembered about their being together. Cause mm-hmm. remember that gets erased. Yeah. And much of this analysis and focus comes from the Tumblr user, uh, And, uh, she should get all the credit on that one. Go check her out on, on okay. Tumblr. Um, good stuff all around. And, and I got her permission for this. Okay. Uh, The main creator behind the unbeatable unbeatable Squirrel Girl uh, is Ryan North, and he referenced seeing Nancy and Doreen apart uh, as being as alien a concept as Superman and Lois being apart. He says this. Yeah. That's quite a likening. Well, yeah. Now, her brand of optimism has been something that I've discussed before. When I discussed the Muppets, specifically in relation to the Dark Crystal, And it's shown up in other media as well, Powerpuff Girls and My Little Pony being very specific instances of such. There seems to be a place for such light in the darkness and the murkiness of our dying and failing ideologies. A stalwart, almost punk nature in their refusal to be pulled down by the world around them. It's not just optimism, though. It's a relentless cheerfulness, a defiant, unmitigated joy, and it is that is quite likely why she's one of my absolute favorite characters. She's uncompromising in the ways that matter to her. She loves being a hero. She's funny. She's a major fangirl. She's unap- unapologetic about who she is, and she knows that she belongs with the heroes and knows that every fight doesn't have to be physical. They make her funny without making fun of her. Pretty cool. Now, you mentioned this before, and I think it's worth mentioning again. This does, of course, draw the ire of sad white boys complaining about the SJW aspects of comic books. Yes. But they're dumb. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. One of them likened Squirrel Girl as the patient zero of the SJW virus, where Captain Marvel wasn't feminine enough, where Black Widow wasn't pretty, where Thor wasn't a woman, etc., some go as far as to say that Squirrel Girl is developmentally delayed. And by some, I mean people with over 100,000 followers on YouTube complaining that the writers of the unbeatable Squirrel Girls hate comic books, etc. Um, here's a okay. quote. Yeah, I'm okay. not going to name this prick. Okay. But here's a quote that I pulled from his video. She's just walking down the street with her A-cup boobs and her boy body and her ugly face.
1: Okay. Yeah. so So because... Because this character doesn't match this mm-hmm. sad, pathetic little man's uh sexual fantasy of what a superhero and ought to look like. Right. That means that North and his his cohorts uh-huh. writing the comic, they hate comic books. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But generally speaking, you don't wind up having responsibility for writing your own title Mm -hmm. until you've done a bunch of writing
0: for other titles. For
1: other titles. This is true. So presumably, Mm -hmm. again, I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. North Mm -hmm. had been writing for other titles. Yes. For a living. Yes. Before he started doing Squirrel Girl. Yes. Yes. So this is his chosen profession is being a writer for comic books. Uh-huh. So he's making a living in an art form he despises. Right, right. Is this guy's, whoever this prick is, this is his thesis?
0: Yeah. Part of it.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. um Okay.
0: In fairness, yeah. this could very easily be projection, this guy is reading comic books that he hates and trying to make a living at shitting on them.
1: Okay, granted. Yeah. Granted. There's that. Mhm. But I mean, do these do these people hear themselves? Like if if you're if you're a fan of the genre. Right. If you have any level of like understanding of the history of the genre. Uh-huh. You know like if, if you even if you don't listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. you know that um, the original authors of Superman were both Jewish. Right. Like you know
0: that. And writing and, and they, they coded Superman as Jewish they, having the immigrant experience to America. Yeah. Yes.
1: Like you you everybody that has been spoken about ad nauseum. Right. Like that 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 thesis is 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 fact. It's it's accepted as as just the nature of, of the character. Yes. The the character of Captain America if you have read anything about the comics, even if you don't right. know anything about right. the the Civilian Conservation Corps mm-hmm. and the New mm-hmm. Deal, even if you don't know anything about that history, y- you have seen the frames of the comic where he stands in front of a crowd. This is back in the 70s, and the 80s, right. whenever it was, and and you know shouts down an imposter, and everybody mm-hmm. goes, "Oh no, that's the real Captain America!" And what he says is explicitly anti-fascist yes anti-rightist for fuck's sake you know that the first issue of his comic book shows him punching hitler in the fucking face yes yes and you want to try to argue yes you want to try to fucking argue Mm -hmm. that squirrel girl yes is patient zero for the sjw epidemic
0: so you're saying that this I wish I got laid as much as an incel gatekeeper red meat bullshit uh is is missing bullshit? a point? Y- y- yes. Yeah. Okay. Is
1: is deeply 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 ignorant deeply stupid
0: well i i dug a little deeper i wanted to be you know i think it's important to to listen to diverse opinions for the sake of intellectual
1: Um, honesty yeah no that's
0: that's bullshit i mean honestly i don't ever try to understand dipshits like this but uh, largely because there's a lack of coherence and and reason but uh you know at, at least you can Track like anti vaxxers to a defrocked doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. like this. This there's has a source. Yeah, there's, you know, yeah, yeah okay. um And you know, this argument is very similar to all the other. You know, I, I wish I was an incel gatekeeper. Yeah, I aspire to having that much sex, kind of uh, personality. <laughs> um You know, it's oh, it's too PC, it's too diverse, it's too SJW, right? Um, and uh, he specifically goes after Squirrel Girl because she doesn't have big enough breasts, she's not pretty, she's not neurotypical enough for him. Um, Really, I mean, honestly, it's just a lot of weird ways to say help. I've only ever read one or two Wolverine or Punisher issues, and nothing else fits with satisfied 12-year-old ideas of macho for me. Okay. You know, yeah, good I mean, that's, take. That's, good take.
1: So, so yeah. I'm, I'm completely, I have marinated in toxic masculinity to the yes. point that any other worldview is just, is, is so alien. It's so weak. It, yeah. it, it, well, no, it, it frightens me. Yeah. And, and leaves me, me feeling uncertain about the choices I've made. And yes. so I'm just going to shit on it because yes. that's the way to assert my dominance. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It okay.
0: slightly deviates from my idea of what should be based on my very limited read. Therefore, here's why it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So.
1: What a terrible way to live your life.
0: Well, this is why YouTube is an awful Jesus suspect.
1: Jesus criminy. Yeah. Okay. And this guy has how many? Whoever this Over 100,000. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's plenty. There that and, many pathetic yeah. fucking.
1: All right. Yeah. Man.
0: Ben Shapiro has more.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well. What did there I call Girl? Uh
0: Manic Pixie Dream Girl meets
1: Meets Oh oh in, no not incel. So. That would have been too easy. Yeah. But yeah he, yeah, he thinks he's a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. He, he he like somehow in his own head, he thinks he's that, you know, yeah. crazy disruptive forest. Like, no, you're just a yeah. sad, pathetic fucking loser yeah. who can't satisfy a female partner.
0: Yeah, apparently. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, he puts wow. her her sexual needs in quotes. I mean like yeah wow yeah yeah so others others claim to despise squirrel girl because she's not quote serious enough as a character uh, it's three color comics <laughs> well you know having a girl who talks and acts like a squirrel isn't a superhero character worth taking seriously and and therefore you know she's not serious enough right um yeah yeah so their objection is Where? her power set which is weird to me um like like Where do we start? Well, let's start with a boy who loves science who gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then gets the powers and agility of a spider. Yeah. Or how about a guy who took pills and then inhaled gas and then, I, I don't know, what, like to shrink or grow or talk to ants? Yeah. Or a bad guy who once hid on a beach in the sand and then something, something, something radioactive.
1: <laughs> or the, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you said that? mm mm-hmm. and, and my head went to uh the song
0: from the 80s oh because i'm radioactive
1: (laughs) anyway sorry but yeah sandman is ridiculous
0: how about the blonde guy who lives in a place where dinosaurs and saber-toothed tigers live
1: there you go
0: or a guy who had a heart problem and built armor that had roller skates and plugs into a wall yeah yeah or a tree that talks but evidently it's completely tonal because the only thing it says is the same phrase over and over over and over again yeah
1: or a sapient raccoon with a gun fetish.
0: Yeah. See, all of those are very. Those serious.
1: are very serious. Yes. Deadly, deadly serious. Yes. Deadly serious. Um, how about uh, to go with with the the other the other orthodox religion that, that these guys follow? Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who uh, built his entire uh, uh, superhero uh, persona mm-hmm. uh, around uh, a flying rat. Yeah. Or, or the one, whose or the one.
0: Is rich. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, or the one whose whose superpower is no man. He's just fast. <laughs> he's just faster no, than everybody. He got. He's no, the fastest thing in the, there ever is. No, he
0: got powers because lightning hit the chemical rack behind him while he was working as a forensics guy. See, that's so, a retcon. Yeah. Anyway, oh, is it really? I.
1: That's. I. That's a. That's a more recent. I, no, I, that's, no, that's that's Wally West, really. isn't it? I don't. Well, okay. Okay. I'm, but anyway, I I know I know that from from recent sources. I don't know okay. if that's the original. But but no, seriously, his yeah. his power is no. He's just he's fast. Yeah. He's like all the permutations of fast. Like that's him. <laughs> like and and I'm being flippant, yeah. kind of mocking in my he beat tone, Gandhi but like, yeah, look, there you go.
0: Because he could fast more.
1: We could. I'm sure <laughs> in the writers' room. That's been discussed, right?
0: Like, what if he went back in time and he outdid Alice Paul in prison? There you go. <laughs> like, oh my god, genius! You know, but no, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's three
1: color fucking comics. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to take anything away from the ability of the genre to have a powerful emotional impact, to talk about important things, mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. like. I don't want to say. I don't want to relegate right. the art form to a ghetto of any kind. Right. But by the same token, the conventions of the art form are bonkers. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point. Yes. Like that's how it has the power it has. Yes. So for you to say, well, you know, their power—you can't take the power seriously. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at seriously. Let's look at Wolverine. Hmm. He's he is a bullied seven-year-old's idea mm-hmm. of the best thing you could ever hope to be yes. he has razor blades that come out of his fists yep. and he is literally unkillable
0: yes like and by the way he 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 like can track
1: yeah and well and and everything everything else everything else beyond that his bones are unbreakable he he has a healing factor that allows him to recover from from getting b- All if, the he, if he if he yeah. if he loses a fight right he recovers instantaneously his bones can't be broken and he has razor blades coming out of his fist right like if you if you dissect any any superhero's power set down mm. to its most basic ideas it becomes absurd yeah because it is yeah so the very idea of saying well you know I can't take her power seriously is like.
0: I'm sorry when do you start when, picking when, and choosing
1: when when, when, when yeah. where is the dividing line now right. now it could be argued if you mm-hmm. actually wanted to have an intellectual literary analysis kind of conversation about sure. about the character you could say well okay look she was she was written mm-hmm. expressly as a parody as a response to this she she didn't start out being something right. that was meant to be taken seriously and so everything that's come after that you know, is, is built on a foundation of parody and, right, you know, right. therefore, you know, and, and, and you could try to make some kind of, you know, a priori argument, but you'd still be full of shit because yeah. that's not how any kind of literature works.
0: Well, and I'm sorry, but uh, if you want to talk about Mary Sue, I don't hear anybody complaining when Reed Richards whips out yet another perfect plan to deal with the shit that he's never seen before.
1: Oh yeah, well Reed Richards you know? is Reed Richards is the MCU's version of, of Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, like the, these guys that are complaining about this are are the ones who grew up reading like like you said the, the the gritty comics, and they're mad when anything comes in to fracture their brittle sense of masculinity and femininity. Ultimately, yeah, you know, and and it's 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 a damn shame.
1: And they and they want to and they want to and they want to crap on the character because. Mm-hmm she doesn't look the right kind of feminine enough for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you tell me that you're, you're insecure in your own gender identity without telling me you're insecure in your own gender identity. And I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. like their closet, you know, trans non-binary, whatever right, right. I'm saying, your whole gender identity is built on a fucking house of cards. Yeah. Like you don't even know what it means to be Right, masculine. Right, if her not being feminine enough is that much of an issue for you mm-hmm. that you have that level of 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 dudgeon, yeah, over it. Like, who does well, anybody care? I mean, like,
0: ultimately, you know, you, you take a take a step back from that, and it's um, I'm bothered that my male gaze doesn't make them hypersexualized anymore. That's what that is. Oh wow, yeah. Okay. My 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 superpower of the male gaze doesn't wow. grow her breasts.
1: Reframing that, yeah, in that way, yeah. Oh damn! All so, right,
0: yeah. Squirrel Girl is not only a good comic; it's a good comic. And, okay. And it does in this era what comics in the '60s used to do, but far more effectively. It's subversive. It's representative. And it's good, different from what came before. All right, so that is that is why everyone should go out and read Squirrel Girl. And by the way, there are a number of Squirrel Girl uh, representations in cartoons. Yeah, that you can. Even though I mentioned the 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 shittiness that is Disney Plus, and it is. Um, but, uh, ultimately the content they have on there is goddamn amazing. Oh, the contents of the corporate, the corporate shenanigans are bullshit, but the content's amazing. Several of the cartoons that they have on there. Yeah. In include Squirrel Girl and Kamala Khan. Oh, brilliant. I I strongly recommend people go. Speaking of fangirls. Yes.
1: That's one of my favorite things about Kamala Khan is, is,
0: yeah. Yes. So, So. Very cool. Yeah. So what have you gleaned?
1: Um, you know, in the end, the the fact that um, authorial intent mm-hmm. uh, not only means Bubkus, but that authorial intent uh, can evolve, mm-hmm. because, like, from from the very first time she ever showed up, she said, "You know, I I like the old comics where the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys, right. and you know, and and." you know cheerful optimism like the, the manifesto that was her very first appearance mm-hmm. and then she disappeared and then she came back and she is a genuine mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. with with the same message but not being quite so anvilicious about that message right and and being the kind of hero who um exemplifies twenty first century values mm-hmm. of of empathy and and you know the the like you said the optimism that we that we are gonna need yeah you know uh in, in order that, that younger people younger than you and me are going to need in order to tackle mm-hmm. the issues that mm-hmm. we didn't get around to solving You know, um, I think, yeah, I I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, it doesn't matter if a character, like I was about to say, it doesn't matter if a character starts out as a joke, that joke can turn into something Mm -hmm. entirely different and very powerful and very important. Yeah. And, 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 and this just occurred to me and anybody who wants to shit on, Kamala Khan and Squirrel Girl Mm -hmm. and and recent comics trends within recent comics to be representational to be you know to to have a message of positivity to talk about social issues whatever all of them who want to who want to you know decry SJWs Mm -hmm. what they probably don't care about but I do and what I would want to point out to all of them is they are uh, they are reinforcing the walls around the genre ghetto around comic books mm-hmm. because so many of these assholes build themselves up to be these huge comic book fanboys. Right. And then they have these attitudes that you're like, do you understand that if everybody in popular culture held that attitude, comic books would remain this little tiny yeah. niche thing. That nobody takes seriously they because they we asphyxiate. don't, they, they'd asphyxiate, yeah. they die. Yeah. And the thing is, and now another permutation, I think some of those assholes would prefer it that way because they'd rather rule in hell. Yeah. Because if it's my little fiefdom, I can be the big important guy with 150,000 followers. Right. Or whatever.
0: And I'm finally the important star. Yeah. Instead of realizing they're. they're yeah. Yeah. When there
1: are more creative, mm-hmm. frankly, better people mm-hmm. actually generating stuff.
0: Right. Anyway. Okay.
1: So anyway, that's that's my glean. How cool. about you?
0: Well, I didn't glean shit. I mean, I, uh, okay. I did this episode. Uh, yeah, okay. so, uh, but here, I will recommend to people not to read something this time, although okay. obviously The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, it's only 58 uh, issues. Yeah. Um, but I will recommend that people watch Marvel Rising Secret Warrior. It's a 2018 cartoon movie eighty minutes long, give or take. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, Squirrel Girls in it. It's it's the the young it's the 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 young Avengers essentially. Okay. Um, so it's it's just it's a fun uh let's see. Uh Lockjaw Quake uh Kamal Khan Miss Marvel uh Patriot Inferno America Chavez um very cool a couple of the captains show up uh okay and and then squirrel girls in it obviously um so i would recommend uh you go watch that it's it's fun it's 80 minutes if you got kids they're gonna love it okay um so i i'm gonna recommend that uh what do you recommend for people this week
1: um i'm going to recommend the kamala khan uh run of uh captain marvel or miss marvel trying to remember whether she was miss marvel she's miss marvel she's miss marvel yeah um, I, I ha- cannot strongly enough recommend the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel series Um, for if for no other reason than it does an amazing job mm-hmm. of humanizing a Muslim immigrant family in the United States because Kamala's experience as a young american americanized muslim girl in Mm -hmm. a in a family where her parents are first generation immigrants from pakistan Mm -hmm. and um and her brother is intensely religious um but her brother is also simultaneously kind of a joke because because it becomes very clear that you know he uses his intense religiousness to you know have an excuse not to go looking for a job Mm -hmm. and his dad is fed up with him because like, if you'd spend less time at the mosque and more time looking for a job, you know, and, and it just, it shows them as people and, and it shows her the, the tension she experiences trying to live in the world with her friends and live in the same house under her, under her parents' rules
0: oh yeah and i you know, recall uh she ends up crushing on somebody for a while yeah yeah there's all kinds oh yeah of, no it's, yeah. it's it's
1: it's, th- it's the a writing teenage th- story yeah the writing is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and um and and kamala khan as a character is certainly one of my favorite characters of of this century
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so i cannot highly enough recommend it please please go out look for the kamala khan series of miss marvel
0: Cool. All right. So Uh, where can people find you on social medias?
1: I can be found on social media at Mr. Blaylock on the ticky talk. And then on the Twitter machine and Instagram, I am E H Blaylock. Where can they find you?
0: Uh, you can find me at Duh Harmony on Twitter and Insta. Um, and then uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash capital puns every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And where can they find the both of us to correct my pronunciation of my, everything? My favorite creator. <laughs> everything. Yeah. My creator, um, uh, my favorite uh, series, uh, The New Warriors.
1: Yeah. Um, they can find the two of us collectively. At Geek History Time on Mm -hmm. Twitter and at www.geekhistorytime.com on the interwebs in general. And, of course, uh, you can find this podcast, which you've already found because you're listening to us. But if you want to look for us anywhere else, uh, our episodes are, of course, archived on our website. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can also be found on Spotify, Twitter. not no
0: stitcher stitcher sorry
1: spotify stitcher and uh in the apple podcast store check us out please subscribe please give us a review give us those five stars Mm -hmm. that you know we've earned and
0: there we go yeah and uh tell your friends of course yes please all right well uh for geek history of time i'm damian harmony
1: and I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, keep rolling 20s. Oh,
0: I was going to say kick butts and eat nuts. There you go. There you go.